Club's The Closing Stretch. It's our brand new show and we are so happy to finally have this in the works. I'm Diane Knox Bayless and I'm joined by the masters behind Golf Betting Club, Duncan and Neil Campbell. So, Dunk, I mean, we've been talking about this for a while. We're so excited that we finally get to launch our new show. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, delighted to have you, Diane, uh, alongside us as host for the show. Uh, you know, a real coup for us, if you like. Uh, and yeah, we were really looking forward to um, analysing the, the final rounds on the PGA Tour in the coming year. Well, that's it. So we're going to be here every Sunday and we're really going to dive in, give you insight, analysis and those top tips ahead of the final round of the tournament on the PGA Tour. And this week, well, you can see I'm in beautiful Kapalua in Hawaii. It's the Century Tournament of Champions. Uh, right, Neil, before we go any further, we have to talk about the... You brought out the, the polo neck for the occasion. I mean, this is... <laughs> you're pulling out the big guns. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly did. Um, well, I had to do something after the the ripping you gave me in our, our practice practice uh, record. <laughs> well, it's because you had a you had a moustache that you were growing, and I'm so disappointed that you've shaved it off. <laughs> we, we backed Eric Van Ruen after the first round. Unfortunately, it didn't go go to plan. But <laughs> the moustache had to go in that case. Okay, that was a fair point. Right, well, let's talk about the fact that we have two of uh, two big names at the top. One of them being US Open champion John Ram, world number one, and Australian Cameron Smith. They're both on 26 under par heading into the final round. I mean, this tournament has been a display of incredible golf and a lot of birdies. Uh, absolutely. I couldn't stop watching last night, uh, even though it finishes, you know, three o'clock in the morning, uh, our time here in the UK. My, my kids got up at seven o'clock in the morning. I, I couldn't like bring myself to, to tear away from the TV. Um, you know, like Cameron Smith and, and John Ram were just going, you know, head to head, weren't they? And the, the birdies were just flying. Um, you know, I think when Ram hold that putt on 17, uh, they were about 30 odd foot on 17 yesterday. And then Cam Smith just matched them, you know, straight in the hole as well. It, it was just fantastic viewing. There were so many moments as well. I mean, the two of them were playing together. They're going to be playing again together today, obviously. But there were so many moments where even their approach shots, their their distance from the hole was so similar. I mean, sometimes they were the exact same distance. So it's great when you see that kind of tussle back and forth. And Neil, you know, guys like that almost motivate each other to play better. Yeah, I mean, you could tell that from the, their interviews after. I think they both really enjoyed it, actually, and uh, took some momentum from that. Mm -hmm. It was it really was just blow for blow. Um but just, I think the turning point for Ram was that that bogey he made on, I think it was the fourth hole when he lost his ball. Um, it was it was a terrific save. It was, yeah, it was, it was a great bogey. It really kick-started his round. Yeah. I think he made, I think he was 12 under par through the next 14 holes after that. Amazing. So yeah, all to play Incredibly, we can have a 61 for lost ball, isn't it? It really is. I mean, it's incredible that uh, Justin Thomas as well shooting uh, 61 and um, you looked at, I mean, we'll talk about Justin Thomas a little bit down the line, but incredible round from him yesterday as well, especially when you look at the fact that he opened with a 74 on Thursday. I mean, it's just, it shows what this course or what these guys are capable of when the course is playing the way it is. Yeah, we're going to talk about about Justin Thomas later, but I think there was a course record yesterday, the 61. And to have that matched a couple of hours later by Ram was just incredible. Um, 
Yeah, I, I must admit it does get a little bit boring when it's only birdies for a little bit for us. Like we like to see them dropping shots and stuff, but um, oh, great stuff. I know. Right, Dunk, so is this going to be a little bit of a two-horse race now, considering we have two guys at the top um, with, you know, quite a hefty lead? It's, it's kind of a difficult one, really, Dan, because, I mean, obviously you've got world number one, John Ram, who you'd expect to kind of take control. Uh, and obviously the odds kind of suggest that that's what the market thinks is going to happen. Um, but but if you look at the last kind of couple of years at, at Tournament Champions, someone's generally come from off the pace. Uh, you know, last year we had uh, Neiman uh, shot a really close, uh, shot a really good final round, should I say, and he made the playoff uh, with Harris English and at least gave us a bit of interest. Um, you know, you look back the, the couple of years before that, Patrick Reed, I think, made a charge in 2020. Uh, and then uh, Shoffley, obviously, um, did the job in 2019. So, like, you know, there was guys coming from four or five shots back in those years. So we do have that five-shot gap again this year. So I don't think we should completely rule out the, the chasers. Uh, you know, we've got some really good players tucked in behind. Um, but really, given the quality of Ram and Smith, you'd have to think that one of them is going to get the job done. You know, the course is playing easy. Um, there's really not many bogeys to be made out there after the first couple of holes. Um, and, and certainly once you, you turn past the fifth, it's just birdies galore, isn't it? So, I mean, I think for us, we both see it as, as a battle between Smith and Ram. Um, someone might make a move uh, and get a bit closer than the five-shot gap that currently exists. Um, but really for us, I think we see it as a bit of a two-horse race. What about Ram then? What odds are you getting on him as we head into the final round? So over here in the UK, he's the best price of 8 to 13, uh, which is pretty pretty slim. Uh, and those of you who have been with us uh, from the start of the golf betting club journey back in June uh, 2020, you, you'll know that we're not really huge fans of, of you know, taking those kind of bets in the last round. Um, you know, we'd prefer to probably keep our powder dry and, and, and start looking towards next week. Um, so for us, you know, Ram is a kind of... A, a proposition he should he should go on a win like let's let's be honest here Ram should finish the job here yeah. but at odds of 8 to 13 for us it's just not worth taking you know he's been he's been kind of sh- not shaky but he's had a few poor performances uh, towards the end of last year um, you know he played with Cam Smith at the Northern Trust um, towards the end of last year and, and they both played poorly and, and Ram kind of gave it away in the last couple of holes um, and similarly, he was a bit poor when he was in, in Spain um, and, and doing well after the first couple of rounds. Um, so Ram probably would be the preferred option, but at odds of 8 to 13, there's not much value there to, to have a bet on him. OK, well, Neil, let's talk about Cam Smith, the Aussie. He's got two PGA Tour wins under his belt already. And for the first time, actually, he has led in the first three rounds. So tied at the top on 26 under par with Ram. What do you think of Cam Smith closing it out and getting it done today? Yeah, so, so Cameron's a difficult one for us to assess just based on his, his, his record to date. Um, so he's available at six to four at the moment um, to see off John Ram today. Um, like you said, he's a previous winner in Hawaii, in Hawaii at the Sunny Open. And he's also got a couple of wins in his homeland in Australia. Um, so for us, he was he was really regarded as a strong closer um, up until almost the start of last year. Um, and his last four performances in contention haven't actually... He's, he's done all right, but he's made some mistakes at, at vital points. 
Um, so if we look back to his most recent one, he was actually going up against uh, John Ram in the Northern Trust. Um, Tony Fino ended up uh, uh, winning that day on a playoff against Cameron Smith. And um, I think if you remember rightly, Cameron Smith hit his first tee shot in the playoff out, out of bounds to lose that. So that was a really big moment under pressure that he gave away. Um, just before that, there was um, the FedEx injured invitational and he also had a chance to get into that playoff. Um, that Abraham Answer ended up winning that, but he made a double bogey in his final hole. So these are clutch moments in the tournament, which you know kind of put us off backing him to to, to take on the, the world number one John Ram today. Um, he is capable. His putting has been unbelievable. He's really he really is a gritty performer. Um, so obviously we can't really. I know you quite like his chances uh, today, Diane. Uh, but for us, we won't be backing him at six to four to beat John Ram, unfortunately. He was my pick at the start of the week, actually. So I'm feeling quite good about that. And I mean, we have to talk about the fact that the Australians are doing amazing. I mean, looking in the top 10 right now, Cam Smith, Matt Jones, Mark Leishman and Cam Davis. So you've got four Australians there. I mean, Stuart Appleby's one before here, Jeff Ogilvy. Australians typically do well here. So maybe Cam has that on his side we need the wind to blow i feel like that's when he might have the edge over ram is if that wind picks up a little bit which it is known to do around kapalua but they've had dream weather this week it would be brilliant for the wind to pick up especially um especially with our pre-event selection mark leishman um on the sort of edges of the the places now uh, he he loves the wind so he could put in a low one while the rest struggle <laughs> it was incredibly frustrating to see him finish with three missed um, putts under 10 foot yesterday. He could, have, he could have been right in there with an outside chance. And just missed them. I mean, like, kissing the edge of the hole. Right, so let's ignore <laughs> Ram and Smith for a second then and then look a little bit further back because we had an incredible day from Matt Jones on Saturday. Daniel Berger has been seven under all three rounds. So he's five shots behind the leaders. What do you think about the guys a little bit further back possibly making a charge because we know how low they can go? Yeah, it's a setup for birdies, isn't it? Isn't it, Dan? I mean, <clears throat> the, excuse me. The course is just playing. Uh, you, you know, like I said, after the fifth hole, after the the fourth hole onwards, it's, it's, it's birdie. I said a plenty. Um, uh, Daniel Berger for us pro- probably uh, wouldn't be one of the ones we'd we'd, we'd fancy to to challenge the top two. Um, we, funny enough, we were on him last year in this event, and he had a really poor final round. Um, and maybe it's the scar tissue from that <laughs> that puts us off him. Um, but no, we, we wouldn't think Daniel Berger would be one of the ones to make the move. But there obviously is that group uh, in at 20 under par who have certainly got the firepower. Um, you know, Cantley is obviously renowned for getting hot. Um, Matt Jones had a 61 when he won Honda uh, last year. And obviously had a hot round yesterday. Um, so there's certainly players who, who can make the, the jump up, but there's actually someone a bit further down um, who we think might be worth a bet in a different market. Um, but I think we're going to come on to that shortly. Right. Well, Neil, let's look at the market without um, Smith and Ram then. Yeah. So the player we've selected, who we touched upon earlier, um, is Justin Thomas, um, who is currently at 17 under par. Um, he's four back of Cantley. Um, so, so we're getting sixteen to one on Thomas to to overturn that deficit. So, I, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Justin opened with a seventy four, and um, which is a one over par, and 
that's only going to leave you at the bottom of the field in uh, this course. Um, but he's improved every day. Um, he shot a, six, a 67 on Friday and then a course record 61 yesterday. Um, as you would expect, his approach play and driving have improved each day with those scores. Um, and we just feel like his game's starting to come together. He's shaken off the rust. Um, there's some evidence of fast finishes recently at the Hero World Challenge. He shot the lowest round of the day, um, finishing with a 64 to get him inside the top five. And also at this tournament last year, he shot a final round 66, um, which bagged him a top three finish. Um, so third place would win this bet at 16 to 1 um, today. Um, so hopefully he can carry on his momentum and we think there's a very good chance he will. Obviously we'll need a bit of help from Daniel Berger and the likes of Patrick Canley and Sung GM. But low rounds are possible here, so we think there's a lot of value in the 16 to 1. And Justin Thomas, I mean, you touched on it there, but his uh, his ball striking and his control has improved massively. That seemed to be the thing that was really letting him down towards the end of last season. Um, and we saw yesterday that everything was just firing on all cylinders. He made it look very easy <laughs> to go out there and shoot 61. And he's won twice on this course before. And remember in 2020, that was the year that the weather was horrendous, the wind was blowing. So he's played this course in challenging conditions as well. So if there's anyone that knows it inside out that could potentially back up their super low 61 on Sunday it would be JT yeah as well last year as well the players uh, came with a, a really good uh, Saturday round in it was a 64 I think um, on the Saturday at Sawgrass and then obviously he, he backed up with another good round on the Sunday so um, some of that again today would be good okay Duncan so are there any special market bets that you like today uh, yeah we do have one one Diane um, you know, we talked earlier on about how the Aussies were, were strong uh, and on the top of the, or near the top of the leaderboard this week, and um, we, we actually like Cameron Davis uh, to to have a good final round. Um, they're here in the UK. We're getting three to one on him to finish in the top ten. Wow! Um, and we think we think that's a, that's a pretty decent bet, to be honest. Um, he's been he's gained strokes off the uh, tee every day this week. Uh, his iron play has improved every round so far. Uh, and given that he's one of the debutants uh, this week, it, it's been pleasing to see that his scoring has actually improved every day. So the more that he gets to know Kapalua, the better he's been playing. Um, and that's obviously resulted in, in the better scores that he's posting. So I think he's definitely one to watch in the final round. He's, he's got a fantastic uh, round four scoring average on the PGA Tour. You know, I think he was top 35 last year. I think he's top 35 again this year. Um, and we think he's one of... A player who's really solid in contention on a Sunday. Um, we really like Cameron a lot. Um, so, given that he's tenth at the moment and he's three to one, we think there's a bit of value to be had by taking him. So, uh, if you can get it, I, I would take three to one on Cameron to finish in the top ten. Okay, I like it. And then Neil, what about our closing stretch two ball parlay? Yeah, so we we, we thought we'd have some fun with this um, on the show. It's, these aren't official plays. Um, <laughs> But sometimes we just put on like a fun bet. It wouldn't be high stakes or anything, but it's just something we can maybe keep keep track of and see how many winners we can get along along the year. Um, so we're going to go for a treble, a treble of two ball bets today. Um, so the first one is going to be Cameron Davis, who Duncan just talked about, and um, why we fancy his chances. And he's up against Hideki Matsuyama. Today. Um, Hideki has talked, spoken quite a lot this week about how little golf he has played this week, and I think it's. 
kind of starting to show yesterday. He was, I think he only shot five under par, which is you know, probably losing shots in this in this tournament. Um, so we think he's terrific value to beat um, Davis. It's terrific value to beat Matt Yam at seventeen to ten. That's it's quite it's quite value value odds there. And then we're gonna we're gonna take them with some favourites. Um, so we're gonna take Justin Thomas to beat Mark Leishman. So that's kind of like a head to head between two of our men that we want to, okay. to do well today. But we think Thomas has got the edge. And finally, we're going to go against you on the, the Cameron Smith John Ram matchup, and we think Ram is going to see off Smith today. So the treble is John Ram, Justin Thomas. And Cameron Davis. Cameron Davis. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, cool. I like it a lot. Well, I mean, we know that if there's anything we can 100% guarantee is the fact that the scores are going to be low again. We're going to see a lot of birdies. And with Smith and Ram at the top with a five-shot lead, it's going to be tough. However, there's a very elite, capable chasing pack. So we'll have to see what goes down on Sunday. Absolutely, can't can't wait. It's an earlier start time, I think, as well, isn't it? Um, so yeah, we get get to bed at a reasonable time, which is a, which is always a bonus. <laughs> Right, well, thank you for watching The Closing Stretch. It's our brand new show. It's going to be out every Sunday and we'll have the video version of the show on YouTube and then a podcast version as well. So, Dunk, tell everyone what they have to do to subscribe and never miss out. Okay, so obviously if you've got a, a YouTube account, please do subscribe so you never miss out on an episode on YouTube. Um, alternatively, obviously, if, you, if you're if you more of a podcast listener, um, you can subscribe on all the regular um, podcast places where you, where you might normally get your podcasts. So Apple, um, Google, Spotify, you know, you name it, it'll be there. Um, in terms of the website, uh, golfbettingclub.com. Um, on golfbettingclub.com, we also have um, almost 150 player profiles. So if you want to know more about um, Cameron Smith and John Ram and how they deal with pressure, and how they cope under pressure. Um, you can obviously go on the website and, and have a look and see our extensive profiles uh, as well. And then on social media, you'll find us at, at Golf Betting Club on Twitter. And on Instagram, you'll find us on at Golf Betting Club Official. Amazing. What a pro. And then next week, well, the field's going to be a little bit more wide open because it's the Sony Open in Hawaii at Waialai in Honolulu. And um, I love that we're talking about two weeks back to back in Hawaii, 80 degree, gorgeous weather, and Neil's still rocking the polo neck. <laughs> I'm just thinking what I need to wear next week. <laughs> I was going to say, are we going to go one extreme to the next? Are we going to have the floral shirt out next week? We'll just off it somehow, won't we? Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much for watching and well, good luck with all your bets down the closing stretch.